At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got three tremendous hours for you as we'll be touching a little bit of everything tonight. We've got a nice college basketball Friday with some Fun Belt Friday action as well. So we're going to have a nice time taking a look at that as we've got a great guest list to be able to take a look at some UFC, some XFL, some NBA, college basketball. If we've got time, we're going to try to fit in some hockey as well. As joining me in 15 minutes, the one, the only, Matt Humans. He does great work here at the network. You're able to hear him in this spot actually 24 hours from now as he does the Friday and Saturday bet prep shows here at VSIN. He's one of our main writers, does an amazing job taking a look at everything and also does the college basketball hoops invitational that I am a part of here at the network as well. Never miss any of those picks, visa.com slash picks for all of those and myself and many, many other great minds in college basketball that take part in that. And with Matt, we're going to be taking a look at the landscape of college basketball. Get some picks from him for Friday, as I know that he absolutely loves the Mountain West. And we've got a few of those games coming up as well. So we're going to be having that discussion in hour number one. Hour number two, we're going to be joined by a trio of gentlemen, Mark Drumheller, who does great work at Yahoo Sports, Spencer Kite, who's a freelancer over at UFC.com, and Kobe Dant, who does a great job over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. With Kobe and Mark, we're mostly going to be hitting XFL 
might see if we can fit in a college basketball player or two as well. But mostly going to hit XFL with them with Spencer and Mark. We're going to be talking about UFC, all the fights that we've got coming up this week. And then in our number three with Kobe Dante is going to rejoin me to be able to take a little bit more of a look at this Friday college basketball card as well. So we are all locked, loaded, and ready to go there. And it always becomes a little bit of a question mark that we get in sports betting because year in and year out, you sort of get trends as to what happens. And the trend that was standing out to a lot of people for this Thursday, it actually goes to the NBA. What do you make out of these teams coming off a break and what do you do with regards to these totals? Because we've seen time and time again, a lot of times these teams coming off a break, they come out a little bit more sluggish. You'll notice a few more unders and it was a little bit more of a mixed bag on this on this Thursday. Now, we've got a few games that are still in the process of being finalized. Like as I do this, the uh, Portland Trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings are doing battle. You got 226 points up on the board. Closing number was right around 235. And, well, if they don't get there within the next seven minutes, that would be a little bit of a calamity. The Lakers and the Warriors game, that's a little bit hanging up in the balance. But you did notice some big explosions like the Boston versus Indiana game. You saw that with the Spurs versus the Dallas Mavericks game. But the more I take a look at something like this, the more they think, yep, this just reinforces it right here. Base every game on its own living, breathing entity. Don't blind backslash blind tail any sort of a trend because right now it's looking like it's going to be breaking relatively 50-50 on this trend depending upon how that Warriors versus Lakers game goes. And I think that that's always the best approach when it comes to any sort of handicapping. Now, you're always going to find trends and you wish that you were on those trends when you take a look at it in hindsight. Like something that I've been mentioning a lot on the show have been the overs in college basketball and I mean, I can make you feel really bad about this one, and I feel terrible about it as well because I am more of an underbetter in college basketball. I've had a lot of success taking a look in recent years at, all right, you've got familiarity and conference play. You're going to be getting quite a few unders and everything like that. In the last 30 days of college basketball, I get this via covers, 804 overs to 646 unders. Now, Obviously, those are closing lines. Sometimes you have a line that will start out at like, say, 140 drops to 137, and you get a 139. So sometimes it's going to vary a little bit from the opening number to the closing number. I always think that that's worth pointing out. But if you just took the closing line over on all these college basketball games, if my math is correct on this one, you're up right around 100 units. Over the last three days, doing nothing other than betting overs in college basketball, which is insane. It is ridiculous. And right now, you'd be congratulating yourself on your new private island if that's all that you did. And, I mean, it would be a little bit of a bold play because there are some games in which you do take a look at the over on, like the over that didn't get there for me in Charlotte versus versus North Texas that was the crazy total that was at 110 overnight. Got bet up to a smoldering 112. Of course, that one doesn't get there. But, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous what we have been seeing with that regard. And it just is a little bit more of what we've been seeing in college basketball in general as well. Like, you just take a look at the way that things have been playing out. And 
it's not been like any college basketball season that we've really ever seen. Things have been starting to iron out a little bit more with the overs, like taking a look at the games that have gone final from this college basketball Thursday. We've still got a few games that are hanging in the balance, but has been a relatively 50-50 trend in terms of overs slash unders. But I'm doing this as West Coast college basketball is going on, and we, I'm not even kidding here, just saw 109 points in the first half of the San Francisco versus Portland game. You've got things like the Gonzaga versus San Diego game, which you know that those teams can erupt at any given time as well. I think UC Irvine just gave up like 99 points to UC San Diego. So there's a few more that are going to be going over, but I do think that it's just a landscape in general that it is unlike one that we've seen in past years. And you can whine, you can complain about, oh, there's no clear number one teams. Oh, there's more scoring than ever before. Or you could be malleable and you can adapt to it. You can look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, what is something that I need to really gauge my handicapping? What do I need to address? And what might be a little bit of an outlier? Because you do want to be, as I mentioned, as I mentioned before, gauging every single one of these situations as its own living, breathing entity. If you take a look at a game and let's say that you were on, we're going to spitball here, St. Mary's versus Pacific. And you decided, you know what, I'm going to take the 18 points with Pacific. They got completely dump trucked in this one. The game was 83 to 52. Pacific was not competitive in this game at all. That's one where you probably want to sit there, reevaluate your process with Pacific, try to see, okay, was St. Mary's just canning a bunch of really lucky shots or anything like that? From what I saw, the answer was no. And if that's the case, it's like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. What did I miss on Pacific? What did I miss on St. Mary's? And go from there. Meanwhile, you get these very much like nip and tuck games like the uh, Northwestern versus Illinois game, for example. That was one where Illinois got the win, but they did not get the cover. I personally was on the side of Northwestern in that one. I felt a little bit fortunate that they started out going 6 of 8 from 3 par range, and that's something that I have to factor into my handicap, saying, you know what? Northwestern probably not going to be starting 6 of 8 from 3-point range very often. Well, also going 3 of 13 from 2-point range while going 6 of 8 from 3-point range to start out with. I mean, I'm just going to talk aloud here, but that's something that never, ever makes sense to me. When you take a look at some of these numbers and it's like the team is three of 14 from three and or three of 13 from within the three point arc. And there's seven of nine from the three point arc, because as we know, the three point shot is further away than the two point shot. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but my brain could just never wrap itself around trying to be like, okay, how are we missing more short shots rather than the three point shots? Just something that has always been a little bit befuddling to me, but you know what? That is a case of to each their own, but I always find those to be very, very interesting. But I do think that it is very important to be gauging those situations a little bit more differently than, say, you're taking a look at, oh, here's a perfect example of it, the New Mexico versus Boise State game. I felt very fortunate having the points with New Mexico. I give my thoughts and prayers to anyone that had the Boise State side yesterday. You actually got to see it play out here on VEASAN as that game was going final. The agony of defeat, our good friend Justin Perry, does great work at Chalk Quality Bets. He was on the Boise State side on that one. I was on the side of New Mexico. 
you got two di completely different reactions and it's just one of those things where if you're on the Boise State side, yeah, you could take a look at the entirety of the game and New Mexico was covering for much of the game, but you deserve a cash if you were on the Boise State side. Marcus Shaver misses six straight free throws. You get a last second canned in there three from New Mexico. And there are times where I take a look at a win like that and I think, all right, I need to make some adjustments here. Even though the bet won, even though it was able to get there and no doubt about it, I do factor in the fact that, you know what, New Mexico, they were competitive throughout the entirety of the game. It's not like New Mexico was down 25 points with eight minutes left to go and they had to make some Herculean run in order to just get back into it and then they bank it a three at the buzzer like they did many, many years ago, very famously with that game against Nevada. I still remember the tremendous call on that one where they were screaming, banks it in anyway. You always see it on bad beats, but that's always the first thing. That comes to mind whenever I think of New Mexico, but I mean, it very much is a changing landscape in college basketball, and it's all about gauging these games individually and at the same time, not being stubborn with the way that you handicap it. I do think that that is just so important because you just go to uh, typically a lot of things that have cashed for you in the past, and as we know, there have been many, many, many songs that have been made about times of changing and how sometimes you get left out in the dust if you don't change with the times. And I do think that it very much is important for sports bettors. And that is something that always leads to success. Just being able to gauge everything on its own, being willing to make adjustments, and just being willing to put yourself on the right side of things. And we're always on the right side of things with the Greg Peterson experience whenever Matt Humans joins me. He does great work here at the network. Actually, he's going to be hosting in this time slot tomorrow. And he joins me next to talk some college basketball right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for all the biggest games of the season where our VEASAN experts break down brackets, best bets, daily props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsim.com slash subscribe and subscribe for just $9.99. That's at vsin.com slash subscribe. We are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsim, the sports betting network, and always great to be joined by this fan, Matt Humans, hosting, matter of fact, this very same time slot every single Friday if you're out there on the West Coast, Saturday if you're on the very early East Coast, and he does so midnight to three with the Bet Prep Show, which that involves the VEASAN College Basketball Invitational that he runs. Myself and so many others do a great job with it. And Matt, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. All right, let's talk some hoops tonight. Hoops and uh, the Circa College Hoops Challenge will continue uh, week six on uh, Friday night. And uh, you're right there near the top of the standings. So keep it rolling, buddy. Yep, we need to. And Unlike a lot of these other VEASAN competitions, because I was in the VEASAN pentathlon, I was in Betsgiving, was very close in all of those, no Cigaro quite yet. So now we've got to find out how to how to close. That is the biggest thing for us right now. Can't make like my buddies at the bar. But with that said, let's take a look at some Mountain West action. And Matt, this is a game that I think is very intriguing because this is one that I still remember writing up a few weeks ago and was very lucky to get the cover with Nevada. Now we've got the return matchup between Nevada and Fresno State. Fresno State find themselves as an home underdog. They opened up a four-point home underdog, but this has been gobbled up. I'm seeing as low as a two on Nevada here at Circa, mostly seeing two and a half to three out there in the market with a total of about 129 and a half. What do you make out of this game? Because I do think that Nevada pulls it out outright, but I do think that Eduardo Andre has really been able to give Fresno State a lot down low, and I do think that that is going to cause this to be about a one-two possession game. I think two is getting down a little bit too low, but I think that if you could get back to that opening number, that would start to lend some value on Fresno State. Yeah, first thing I'll say about this is I'm not crazy about the Fresno play at the current number. I did bet Fresno plus three, but it's not a big play for me. I thought this number was going to open five. And Greg, when I was on with you a little over a week ago, I was on Fresno State plus eight and a half against San Diego State. And I told you, I thought that number should have been five and a half in that game. 
and uh, San Diego State won 45-43 in Fresno in one of the ugliest games of the entire season. And Fresno plays that way. And it's going to try to make Nevada slow it down here, too, and get into a game that the Wisconsin Badgers kind of try to do to a lot of Big Ten opponents, make it a, a slow-paced, low-possession type of game. And I think uh, Fresno wants to muck this up against a Nevada team that uh, likes to get up and down the floor. And you, you talked about the low-post game. That's important against uh, Will Baker, who's really come on strong for the Wolfpack this season. Uh, Isaiah Hill is obviously the uh, driving force behind this Fresno offense. I think he had 16 of the 43 points against uh, the Aztecs a little over a week ago. Uh, he's not quite a one-man show offensively like Isaiah Stevens is for Colorado State, but Isaiah Hill, obviously a very important player. I, uh, it comes down to, to the number for me. If it was five, I was really, uh, really going to like Fresno in this game. Uh, but like you said, the fours disappeared. I grabbed Fresno plus three. But it's uh, not a real bag, not a real big uh, play for me here. I think the Bulldogs are dangerous as underdogs. The last two home games, they lost to Colorado State by three, San Diego State by two. I, I think this is going to be a down to the wire, last minute type of game as well. You can still grab three with the Bulldogs. I think they should be live dogs. And Greg, I really think the Mountain West is going to get three teams in the tournament. I know there's been talk about four or five. I can't see that happening. I don't think. Outside of San Diego State, uh, number one, and Boise, number two, that you're going to get uh, more than uh, one more team in there. I, th- I really think Nevada, New Mexico, and Utah State are fighting to be that third team into the uh, NCAA tournament. Yep, I think that the Mountain West really costed themselves a chance of being able to get four teams in with that injury that we saw to Jalen House and, well, New Mexico. They lost that game to Wyoming. That was just an absolute killer for them. And I feel like that mm-hmm. win has actually boosted up Wyoming's power ranking a little bit too high because another game that I think is interesting for Friday is Wyoming hitting the road face off against Colorado State. Colorado State, anywhere between a 7 to a 7.5 point favor. We're seeing relatively a 50-50 split on the market as to whether or not they've got the hook on this one. And it's a spot where I do like Colorado State because with Wyoming, they had to kick off all three of the guys that they brought in from the Pac-12. They're really playing with a skeleton crew at this point. Colorado State not playing necessarily a whole heck of a lot of defense, but Wyoming's defense has been even worse this year. I just feel like it's a completely lost year for Wyoming. You tell that they're still playing with a little bit of pride, but I feel like they're just completely outgunned in this spot. No team in the uh, nation has been wrecked by injuries more than Wyoming this season. Agreed. And I, I, I thought the Cowboys might have a chance to be the best team in the Mountain West with two of the best players in the conference in Graham E.K. and Hunter Maldonado. E.K. hasn't played at all. He'll be back next year. I guess that's a good news from a lost season for the Cowboys. But like you said, it's been a skeleton crew for the Cowboys. And um, I thought this number might open a little bit lower. Uh, I was hoping, I guess it was wishful thinking. I like Colorado State in this one. I was hoping to lay less than seven. And that's, uh, like you said, the current number. Isaiah Stevens really impresses me. Uh, 18 and a half points a game, 40% from three. Defenses are geared to stop this guy, and they still can't stop him. And I don't see how Wyoming's going to do the job here. Colorado State, if nothing else, I'll probably play on a money line parlay. I don't think I'm going to lay the seven, but I do like the Rams. Yep, with Colorado State, they've got by far the best guard in this game, and that would be Isaiah Stevens. He has been absolutely tremendous. Not a lot of rebounding on the side of Colorado State, but 
Not a lot of rebounding for Wyoming either because they've been without Graham E.K. all season long. And right. with UNLV, they were looking like a team out of conference. That's like, man, could they be able to make a charge at an NCAA tournament berth? The answer is a big fat no. And for <laughs> UNLV, what I think is interesting here is Luis Rodriguez is right now dealing with an injury. And that's not great. They're going up against an Air Force team that they don't have a ton of talent, but they play scrappy. They're going to give you everything that they've got for 40 minutes. And this is a line of about nine to nine and a half points. And I'm looking at the side of Air Force in this spot, just because with UNLV, it has been a complete disaster for them in conference. Looked like they were getting things a little bit more online in like late January, but they've taken some steps back as well. I'm not sure where you stand on this one, but with UNLV, especially with Rodriguez dealing with an injury, I'd be very hesitant to lay this big of a number. Yeah, I agree with you, too. The only uh, official play so far I sent in to your show was Fresno State. I, I can't quite lay it with Colorado State, and I can't quite get there with Air Force. But if, if that number, for some reason, gets up to 10 or 10.5 tomorrow, I might take Air Force in this game here. The Rebels are 5-10 and 10 in conference, and the Falcons are 5-11. and 11. But the thing about UNLV, I think the mentality right now is, hey, let's uh, go all in for the conference tournament. That's our only chance. We've got to win the conference tournament on our home floor. And uh, that's the only way we can salvage our season. I don't think you're going to have a fully focused UNLV team uh, for this Air Force game. And look, I've been watching Air Force UNLV games for a long time. And the Falcons, even when they're bad, they give the Rebels trouble. And they're just more disciplined and play smarter basketball. And this UNLV team has really gone downhill. I'm very disappointed. Well, I watched the Rebels in uh, November and especially December, and I watched them in person when they blew out Hawaii here in town. I thought this team might be legit. The way they defended, rebounded, and shot the three, and Luis Rodriguez was a big part of that. They had a couple injuries. Uh, I think maybe the week non-conference schedule was a little bit of a um, maybe a little bit deceiving in terms of uh, the hot start the Rebels got off to because they've been bad in conference play. I can't trust them. I can't lay the number, Greg. I would only take the points with Air Force here, but I would want uh, I, I want to get double. Uh, I want to get double digits. I was actually, if it was ten and a half, eleven, I was going to play Air Force, but it's not there right now. Absolutely, I don't blame you there. And if Luis Rodriguez was in the fold, I could see this number a little bit more. But dealing with those injuries, Elijah Parquet has been all sorts of banged up. That has not necessarily mm -hmm. been great as well. And Matt, we've got about a minute for this one. I don't know if you've got anything in terms of Xavier versus Seton Hall, but when it comes to this time of year, I'm always very skeptical of trusting in teams that have a good offense, but really not a lot of defense. And we've seen the Xavier team go downhill. They're about a point to a point and a half favorite. Are you willing to trust them in this spot against Seton Hall, or do you default a little bit more to the defense-oriented team? That's, that's a tough one for me. I was actually hoping you wouldn't ask me about that game because when I looked at it earlier, I, I just don't have a play on it. I lean Xavier, but I just don't have a, I don't have much faith in the, the Musketeers at this point, so I'm not going to play that game. I will say, Greg, on the way out, that the best Mountain West game of the weekend is Saturday night at the Pit in Albuquerque, San Diego State, and New Mexico. It's going to be a payback spot for the Aztecs who got beat the first time on their home floor. I expect San Diego State to open us about a two- two-and-a-half-point favorite at the pit. Yep, and as we know, the pit is not an mm -hmm. easy place to play, but San right. Diego State coming off of a loss the previous time, they're not an easy team to play either, but it is very easy to be able to get great insights from Matt Humans. He does amazing work. And coming next, we're going to take a look at the landscape of college basketball and the futures market with them next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bay Network.
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products either are too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you because Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that's nearest you at Zen.com. That is ZYN.com today, and a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, great to be rejoined by Matt Humans, who does amazing work here at the network. You're able to catch him on Friday and Saturday bet prep, and I know that he's going to be preluding myself actually starting up in a week or two as well. He and Wes Reynolds are going to be doing a great job taking a look at all the live betting action Monday through Friday. So that is going to be terrific as well. And what else is terrific is what we're going to be seeing on Saturday between Gonzaga and St. Mary's. As we are doing the show right now, the only question with Gonzaga is whether or not they're going to be able to cover the 20-plus point spread. They're currently up 70-42 to 42 as we do this interview. And with about 10 minutes remaining in the second half, they're going to be able to get by easily. St. Mary's, they completely dump truck Pacific on Thursday as well. So both of these teams coming in in good form. What do you make out of this game and what is going to be your number or just the whereabouts of it? Because I do think that it is so interesting to factor in the revenge angle, the kennel that is just such a good home court environment. And I think that this is going to be one of the best games that we're going to be seeing really between two non-power conference teams all season long. Yeah, the uh, forget about the look-ahead spots for St. Mary's and Gonzaga tonight, right? I, I thought there was a chance if you wanted to play the dogs uh, that you might get there with the dogs against St. Mary's and Gonzaga tonight. But, you know, there's two things that could happen. They could be looking ahead to Saturday's game or they get such a big lead, you pull the starters and you start thinking about Saturday. Didn't happen. The Gales and the Zags both rolling uh, big time tonight. The first time around, Greg, I had Gonzaga plus four, and that was a brutal beat. Uh, Zags led pretty much wire to wire. Got taken to overtime. Aiden Mahaney banked in a three-pointer. The Zags uh, lost the ball a couple times on the offensive end. They end up losing that game by, what, eight or ten in overtime as uh, four-point dogs. Yep. I expect uh, pay, <clears throat> excuse me, I expect payback here for the Zags. And um, they're going to go down to Drew Timmy early and off. Often Strother is actually Julian Strother has really played well lately. I think the Zags, believe it or not, are starting to peak and actually play much better. About a month ago, I said, this team doesn't, I don't think they've got it. I don't think the Zags have what it takes to get back to the final four. And when I've been watching them recently, I've started to reconsider a little bit that, hey, maybe this team is going to be better than I thought in the month of March. But in terms of this uh, rematch on uh, Saturday, I I think the Zags uh, are in a good spot here. I I made the number five, and I know Ken Palm, I think, makes it a little bit lower. I'm curious to hear what you make the number, Greg, but I, I'm inclined to lay it with the Zags. I think they get payback. They've been the team that's controlled this West Coast Conference for two decades, and now St. Mary's is in position where it can win an outright conference title. I think the Zags uh, win and possibly win big on Saturday. I'm not as high on St. Mary's of some people. Matt, I made my number four and a half. You made it five, so we're within a half a point of each okay. other. I think that it is a spot where you need to be awarding a little bit more than three points for Gonzaga's home court as well, and you mentioned it. You've got both a revenge angle and perhaps a 
perhaps a conference title on the line as well. So there is a mm-hmm. lot that is at play here. So I had to factor all that in. I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. We saw that game really trending under until it went to overtime. And that is the one thing that happens. I just noticed throughout the years, you're not going to be finding St. Mary's getting into a 75 to like 72 track meet or anything like that. I think that this is going to be a game in which total should be below 140 in my opinion, but I'm with you. I set my number at four and a half. You're at five. So we're right in that same neighborhood. Another game I think is going to be very interesting for Saturday, and I just want to get your thoughts overall on this team. That'd be the Alabama versus Arkansas game because Arkansas is looking as good as they have all season long. They badly needed three-point shooting. Nick Smith banks through five threes in the team's game a couple days ago. That's a very good sign for Arkansas and for Alabama. There's obviously a lot that is going on off the court. I know that there's been... A lot of people tweeting out a lot of takes on Brandon Miller and everything like that. And you hope that the people that are responsible for it are held responsible. This is not a case in which we're trying to be the moral police or anything like that. But at the same time, do we want to recognize that someone did lose their life? And that is very unfortunate. Whoever is responsible should be held responsible. But that said, let the legal process play out is my take on that. But with Alabama, what do you make out of this team? Because if absolutely nothing else, from this ordeal, they certainly came out distracted against South Carolina. Now they have to go up against an Arkansas team that is playing their best basketball this season. Yeah, I, I took 17 and a half of South Carolina. I, ta- I talked about this with Tim Murray on the BCN College Basketball Betting Podcast last night. I thought the distractions were going to be way too much for the Tide, especially in that first game after this uh, Brandon Miller controversy and the uh, spit hit the fan the previous day. Now, Brandon Miller, oddly enough, was not distracted at all because he scored 41 points. The Tide looked like a distracted team, but Brandon Miller had a career high, season high, uh, 41, and that actually very fortunate victory against South Carolina. I thought the officials helped uh, Alabama get to the win column in that game. And I think, uh, Greg, in the big picture, these distractions are going to be too much. And I think that the media criticism, everything that shadows this team into the month of March could sink the tide. I'm, I'm looking to fade Alabama more than anything here. I think it's going to be too much for this team to handle all this uh, outside pressure. And aside from that, you hit the nail on the head. Razorbacks are starting to play really well. And I like Eric Musselman. He's got the horses uh, to get it done here. I think we're going to get the hogs as double-digit dogs. I'll probably be on Arkansas in this game. Yeah, I'm looking at making a single-digit line myself. I have yet to go through the full handicap on this one. But I tell you right now, if you're giving me 10 plus with Arkansas, I'm going to take that all day long. This is one that I have already handicapped for Saturday though. And I want to get your thoughts on Michigan state versus Iowa, because Iowa has been so intriguing because we always look at home and road splits in the big 10. Iowa's failed to has failed to score fewer than 75 points at home all season long. Yet, they're coming off of that game against Wisconsin where they had just a 3 of 28 clunker from three-point range. Oh, they wow. just couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. What do you make out of this Iowa team? Because I think it's so fascinating that at home, they just they get to 75-plus every single time, and then on the road, they're a completely different team. Yeah, Greg, Ohio State's lost 14 in the last 15 now, oh, and the one win <laughs> over Iowa. Right, the one win was against Iowa and Columbus. I, I was actually on the Badgers last night. Now I've lost with the Badgers too many times this season, but 
I liked him in that spot against Iowa last night. I didn't think the Hawkeyes should have been road favorites. Uh, the Wisconsin defense locked him down. It was a combination of that and just poor shooting by the Hawkeyes. Like you said, it was uh, really, really bad shooting by Iowa from three-point range and uh, Chris Murray as well. I think the Hawkeyes bounce back here. I'm, I'm probably probably going to like him a little bit in this spot. First of all, you've also got a Michigan State team here that uh, is off a really emotional win against Indiana. That was Tuesday night, I believe, in East Lansing where you had all the stuff going on after the shooting, and the Spartans needed that win. They got it. Now they're going on the road, and I think Iowa gets the bounce-back uh, performance, kind of the get-right game it's looking for. Great news. Aside from tonight, when Rutgers really laid an egg against Michigan, these Big Ten home courts have been so tough this season. Big Ten home teams, 71-41 and 41 against the spread in the league play going into tonight. Now Ohio State fell short, no surprise. I thought Rutgers falling short tonight was a big surprise. That's how bad Rutgers looked offensively. And then uh, the one team that didn't win but not cover at home tonight was Illinois and a big comeback against the uh, Northwestern Purple Cats. But I think Iowa is a much different team, like you said, at home than it is on the road. I'll probably trust the Hawkeyes in this spot on Saturday. Absolutely. I am right there with you. I made Iowa about a five or so point favorite. So we shall see how that plays out. And, Matt, we've got about Mm -hmm. a minute left. Is there another team that you take a look at in the national college basketball landscape that you're a little bit more sock up on and you're feeling bullish about them going into March? Well, I'll give you two in the Pac-12. I can't remember if we talked about this last week on your show or not, but I bet Arizona 22-1 to at Circus Sports, and I, I just like the size on the front line for the Wildcats. I like Tommy Lloyd a lot as a coach, too. You're talking about Ballo and uh, Tubelis. You got a seven-footer, a 6'11 guy who could step out and hit the three. You got Ramey and Kirk Carissa in the backcourt. I think Arizona's got a lot of upside, and 22 to 1 is a pretty good price. UCLA, the other team out of the Pac 12, I think is on the rise. Greg, it's interesting. Uh, the UCLA is what, number four, I think, in the rankings now. There's been relatively no hype about this team whatsoever uh, this season. You got a coach and you got a team with experience that can get there. Watch out for the Bruins. That's another team I think uh, you could add a futures on right now. Maybe it's somewhere around 14, 15 to 1. Yep. UCLA is a team that I'm feeling very bullish on and a team that currently leads Utah in the second half of that game as we do this show. And it's always great to get Matt Eumann's board. Does amazing work here at VSIN and host at this time slot tomorrow as well. So big thanks to him. And coming up, so let's take a look at some Sunbelt College basketball action for Friday. I'm the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, the football season has wrapped up, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line out of boost. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or Download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. And we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. First things first, don't give short shrift to the XFL. That was a very entertaining game between the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons, which I don't know why they're the Sea Dragons and not the Dragons, but the Seattle Sea Dragons and also the St. Louis Battlehawks, the upstart Battlehawks, are now 2 0. And we're going to be talking some XFL. In hour number two with Kobe Dant, who does great work at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and Mark Drummeller, who does great work at Yahoo Sports. But that's it. Also, I have to give a big thank you to our guest, Matt Humans, who joined me the last two segments, taking a look at what we can expect from some big games this college basketball weekend. On top of that, take a look at some Mountain West action for this Friday. We did a good job of being able to hit the Mountain West with our good friend, Matt, but we've got to take a look at some Sunbelt action that we are going to be having on this Friday as well. 
it feels like we're getting a bunch of random conferences on these Mondays and Fridays. Like a few Mondays ago, we got the we got the Colonial. Like last Monday, we got the Big West. This Friday, we're getting the Sun Belt. Which I mean, forget the S. You got to make it the Fun Belt, in my opinion, because these games are a lot of fun. And let's take a look at this one, which I do think that now you you're getting to a number where. I'm willing to lay it with a favorite. 863, 864 on the betting board. Coast Carolina hits a red faceoff against Troy. The men of Troy open up as a 10.5 point underdog. Now you're seeing them in a lot of places right around 9 to 9.5 points. And your total on this game, it is between 143 and 143.5. Single digits is pretty much what I was willing to lay with Troy. We're now getting to single digits. I'm going to be willing to lay this number. It is a Troy team that has been able to do a nice job of locking down with their defense. They're in the top 85 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and that is the exact opposite of what we've gotten out of Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, bottom 35 team in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and just very fascinating as to how Coastal Carolina went so far backwards with their defense. They bring in someone like a Jamero Brown, who I remember at East Carolina, he was able to do a nice, or Eastern Kentucky, he was able to do a solid job, generating some steals, he was... A guy with active hands. You've got Isam Mustafa, who averages nearly a double-double. And yet, Coastal Carolina's all. They've just become Swiss cheese. And then for Troy, not a lot of three-point shooting. But you really don't have a lot of three-point shooting with either of these teams. Both of these teams hover right around 32% with their three-point shooting percentage. And Troy is a very ball-hucking defense. They get, as a collective, about eight and a half seals per contest. And you've got so many guys on this collective that do such a good job of operating. Scott Cross has done a heck of a job with this Troy team as you've got pretty much four different guys that give you a double-figure amount of points. Nelson Phillips, Zay Williams, Christian Eugene, along with Amir Mohammed. Mohammed has been able to team up with Eugene for about five and a half assists per contest. Eugene is your bomber from the outside. He shoots 39% from three-point range. Zay Williams, more of your main rebounder with seven and a half rebounds per game. And then Nelson Phillips is one of the more underrated Swiss Army Knife guys you're going to find in college basketball. Ten and a half points, five and a half boards, two assists, two steals. He just does a little bit of everything for this team. And it's a Troy bunch that goes relatively deep with their bench. They're able to go about eight or so deep. They do a good job of just all really knowing their role on defense. It is a team that they turn the ball over 13 and a half times per game, but they generate about 15 and a half turnovers per contest as well. And this Detroit team has been very unlucky. Something that I do take a look at from time to time is how opponents are shooting at the free throw line against them. Opponents are shooting against them like 74.7% at the free throw line. That's 329th at all for college basketball. So Troy has been legitimately a little bit unlucky in that respect. You've got a Coastal Carolina team that isn't too bad with their backcourt. I mentioned the fact that they do have Jamero Brown, who's able to give you a double-figure amount of points per game. And then past that, maybe they will get quite a bit of something out of Antonio Day. He's been a little bit banged up throughout the season, but has been able to come back, give the team four and a half assists per contest. And it is a Coastal Carolina team that they do a good job at the free throw line. Top 20 team in terms of free throw shooting percentage, right around 77.5% at the charity stripe. They're okay on the offensive glass. They just can't do a very good job at all of being able to guard within the interior. It's been a Coastal Carolina team that has been really, really rough with their defense, to say the least. And I do think that those struggles are going to be continuing in this spot. I think that Troy, the more balanced defense, going to be able to get it done in this spot. As a result, I did set Troy as a 10-point favorite. Neither of these teams 
necessarily looking to run it and gun it. You've got a Detroit team that is just outside the top 200 in terms of total possessions. Bringing Coast Carolina very much a mid-tempo team as well. And I do think Detroit is going to be able to control this game. They've been able to do a good job holding so many opponents to 71 or fewer in this conference as well. So a spot where I did set my total at a 138. I'm going to be willing to dive under, and I'm willing to lay up to 9.5 with Troy. Pretty much anything of single digits a take for me on Troy. Once you get up to double digits, that would begin to be my buy point on Coastal Carolina. Another game that's going on out there in the Sun Belt. How about a pair of teams that... Well, they've been throttling down a little bit in terms of their tempo. 879, 880 on the board. You've got Louisiana Monroe, and they're going to be playing us at Arkansas State. Arkansas State between a 4.5 to a 5-point underdog, and the total is anywhere between 129 and 129.5. Very interesting spot with Louisiana Monroe, who was starting to rise up towards the end of the month of January, and they have just completely crashed and burned recently. They have lost five straight games. A Louisiana Monroe team that it looked like all of a sudden they were starting to play defense. They've now given up at least 76 points in each of their last four games. Now, the good news is they're going up against an Arkansas State team that is in the bottom 20 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. So Arkansas State really not playing with a lot of tempo in this game. That should be helpful for a defense that has been getting completely gashed recently. For Louisiana Monroe, they are going to have the best backcourt duo in this one as you've got Jamari Blackman who's been able to do a solid job, being able to give you right around 13.5 points. She's about 37% from three-point range. She's been able to help out with a few assists per game as well. But for Arkansas State, they do have Caleb Fields on the flip side that's going to be able to compete with that as he's been able to give out about 4.5 assists per game. So that is something that I think is going to be hurting Monroe a little bit in this spot. And when it comes to Louisiana Monroe, Victor Bafuto is someone I do like for the team. He's been able to do a relatively solid job with two blocks per contest, but Omar El Sheik on the flip side for Arkansas State, he's done a nice job being able to supply about 11 points, chipping in their nine rebounds. He's just a really nice low post player for an Arkansas State team that, well, they've been a little bit rough with their defense. And both of these teams, for that matter, do rank outside the top 250 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. It is a Monroe team that they shoot right around 35.5% from three-point range. Tariq LaCour has been able to team up with Blackman. The LaCour gives you about 14 points per contest, chips in their 2.8 assists, 1.9 steals per game, but I mean, it really has been a case where Louisiana Monroe has been dealing with not necessarily having a lot of depth. I think that that is a little bit of a bugaboo for them. You can tell that they're getting tired towards this back half of the season. Meanwhile, you've got an Arkansas State team that I think that with their collective in the backcourt is going to be able to hold in this game as you've got Avery Feltz, Marquise Davis, Terrence Ford. These three guys have been able to combine for about 29.5 points per game. Ford and Feltz both shoot about 38.5 to 39.5% from three-point range, combining for five assists per game. These three guys as well generate a little bit over three steals per contest. Arkansas State has been a little bit less than savory with their defense, but they keep you off the offensive glass. They're only allowing about eight half offensive rebounds per game. It is a bunch that has been able to play a little bit better recently as well with regards to their defense as it is a squad that has now given up 68 points or fewer in four out of their last six games. I think that it's going to be a very low tempo, slow, and quite honestly, sad game. Thomas Howell should be just enough for Louisiana Monroe to be able to get the job done, but I'm going to be willing to take the points with Arkansas State. Arkansas State not had a lot of success recently, to say the least, as it's a squad that 
has won two and 13 in their last 15 games. I recognize that that is very much less than savory, but if you take a look at their results, lots and lots of close losses on the resume, and it's a Louisiana Monroe team that is going in the wrong direction, to say the least. So I'm going to be willing to take four and a half to five here with Arkansas State semi-line at four, and I did semi-total 128. Like what I'm seeing on this Arkansas State defense, Offense has been leaving a lot to be desired. So looking at the under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points with Arkansas State. And we're taking a look at this for the VEASAN Pro Tip for our number one. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these all by show and by sport. And this is a little bit more of a general one that applies to all sports. Never blindly back trends. Actually do the research. Now, you don't want to be completely dismissing trends or anything like that, but Every game is its own living, breathing entity. You do want to be taking that into account. These are games that are played by human beings and not robots. So actually do the handicap. Don't just blindly back a trend. And something that we're going to be looking to stay hot with is the trend of the DK Nation picks. And we're going to be hitting that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.